What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I want to welcome you wherever you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in or subscribing to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I am so glad that you guys are here with us today. So this podcast has been up and going for a few months now. And as many of you know, who have been tuning in, that I started the podcast well with just myself as a monologue Bible study. But then I was like, how much fun would it be for myself, but also our listeners to not just hear from me each month, but also from some other people. So with that being said, let's jump into it and welcome today's guest. This month's special guest is the none other than Peppy Sims. Hey, Peppy, how are you doing today? Hi, good to be with y'all. If you don't recognize her name, well, she's my sister-in-law who married my brother, who just happens to be a successful pastor. But we are not here to talk about him on this episode today just yet. Everybody, let's welcome Peppy and let's talk a little bit about how Peppy and I met. Oh my goodness. So it was March 31st, almost 15 years ago. Um, I got a call to go on a blind date with a man who was bringing his sister and her husband. (laughs) So as you can imagine, I was an 18-year-old college student going on a date with people who did ministry (laughs) full-time. So I hop in the car with three strangers and had about a 30-minute car ride, (laughs) and it was awkward. It (laughs) It was like... So, so awkward. So we had dinner, um, went back to the house. I could barely talk to any of them. They're so intimidating. Um, And I can remember once Joel and I actually finally started liking each other, I was like, I don't think your sister likes me. (laughs) He said she's fiercely protective of me. And I was like, oh, okay. So what she sees, I'm actually like, really digging you. She'll like me. He's like, oh yeah, she'll like you. (laughs) So that was how we met. Super awkward, but hey, look at us now, 15 years later. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I can remember when we met that same date and how, yeah, like you said, it was awkward for everybody um, that was there because nobody, we're all so young. We're like kids at that point. I asked y'all what y'all did for spring break. (laughs) And we're like, we're always stuck at the church. We're working. Um, That is our thing, right? But one thing that stands out to me, and this is so funny. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when, I don't know, I don't think you guys were married yet, but I remember how you guys were coming back and forth from Mississippi to Alabama. And I, at that time, was living in my first home that I owned by myself because I was also not married. And um, was engaged. 
to Beefcake. And I remember how, um, you know, my brother's like, look, she's coming into town. She needs a place to stay. She's going to stay with you. And so I was like, okay. And he's giving me all the rundown of everything. Like, this is the car she's going to be in and all this. I was like, okay. And um, I can remember like, me being so nervous on the flip side, because by this point we knew like, okay, they're getting married. There's <laughs> she's one. legit. Yeah. yeah, she's legit. And so you're pulling up. And I think I remember hearing like some, for my time era would have been like 90s jam um, <laughs> of like either, I can't remember, it was like a boy band or something. I can't, Had to be Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Backstreet Boys, which I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, yes, she loves Jesus, but she still loves boy bands. <laughs> so true. My parents didn't know I was listening to boy bands. <laughs> Uh, but that I, was a fun week. <laughs> that was a fun week. But I just remember like trying with everything once I saw you pull up and hearing that music, like trying to pull myself together, not laughing about it. But I was like, score, like she's a yes. keeper. So yeah, that's the deal. Yeah, that's one valid memory <laughs> that stands out in my mind. So as you guys know, Peppy's mentioned, obviously she is married. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, marriage, how long you've been married, um, maybe about your kids or anything else you would want our listeners to know about any background information. Uh, ever since I was a little girl, my heart's desire was to be married and have children. It, I saw my sister Tara do it. She was my idol, I guess I should say. And so at 18 years old, got married. This July will be 15 years. Woo-hoo. Woo, did it. Um, and then Reese, our oldest, will be, oh gosh, she'll be 14 this year. So at 20 years old, I had my first child. 22, I had my second child, Boston Tate. He will be 12 in a couple weeks. And then we realized how much work kids are. <laughs> so we took a five-year break. And had our last one. And his name is Benjamin Nathan, after his daddy with Nathan. And he will be seven soon. So for the last 15 years, I have been wife and mom. And it has been as incredible as I thought. It's a whole lot of work. But it's like the rewarding, good kind of work. And I would not change anything about the last 15 years. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Um, Okay. So when we're doing these interviews, like you're the first interview guest. So this is like a learning curve for everybody here. Oh, great. Um, Guinea pig. Yeah. (laughs) No pressure. Um, No, but seriously, I wanted us to start out with like some fun, practical, just like questions and answers. Okay. Um, so the first question is this, what gets you up in the morning? (laughs) My kids. (laughs) (laughs) I have to wake up early enough to get a cup of coffee in before they come down the stairs and need breakfast, before they need lunches made, hair fixed. My daughter is 13, but at 13, they really care about how they look. So (laughs) Um, more than ever, I do more work with her hair. Yeah. Um, that's what literally gets me up in the morning. I wish it was more spiritual. Like the <laughs> Lord wakes me up, <laughs> but 
if I don't get up at six, then the rest of the day is thrown off because I didn't get my cup of coffee in while it was still quiet in the home. Yes. That's honest answer. <laughs> hey, this is straight talk. That's what we do. All right. Question number two. What is a current must-have product in your life that in your mind you simply cannot live without it? Okay. So since you know me, you'll <laughs> believe this. I wish it was more profound than this, but the truth is, is it's liquid Murphy's orange cleaner (laughs) because the island in our kitchen is wood and I hate smells like stinky smells. We have two dogs, kids, a husband. So I'm obsessed (laughs) with cleaning the wood counter with the Murphy's oil because it makes my house smell like oranges. Yes, that's literally my favorite product. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it would be something clean. That's awesome. Okay, number three. If you could describe one word in this season of your life, what would that word be and why? Well, before we press record, I was talking to you, telling you about what life was like just this past weekend and all that's coming up. The word would be way overcommitted because I feel like um, I can be a lot, wear a lot of different hats. Yeah. And so my sister was in need. My personality um, is a helper. Yeah. And so if someone needs help, I'm like, Oh, I can do it. No problem. So I keep signing myself up for things that I have no idea how to do. And so I might lose sleep and some hair and grow some gray hair, but I would have to say, sadly, I'm an overcommitter in this season. Yeah. I'm working on it. Working on it. Easy to do. I think a lot of people, if they're honest, um, you know, they have a heart to help people and yeah. be a part and whatever that looks like in different roles. And it's easy for anybody to feel even pressure to be overcommitted in different seasons. Yeah, for um, sure. Okay, so on Straight Talk, those of you who are tuning in, we teach and talk on topics with hashtags. And we give it to you straight, like straight out of the Word of God through biblical, practical conversations And so today's hashtag is just start. Um, You know, a few, I guess probably months ago, I was just like in prayer talking to the Lord and he kind of stirred around this hashtag, the word just start. And when I asked you to be on the podcast, you know, I was like, I want you to be the first interviewer we do on this with a dialogue and the hashtag is just start. And I can't get this phrase out of my heart, out of my mind. And, you know, I think a lot of us, there are things in our heart that God speaks for us that he wants us to just start. Mm -hmm. Um, For everybody, it's different. It may be something that, you know, a calling or a gift, or it may be, hey, I just want you to start eating healthier, or I just want you to start uh, being kinder with your words or or whatever it is. Um, But all of us nonetheless have dreams and goals and visions and you know, different things that God has put in our heart that he wants us to do with our lives. Yeah. And so I want to talk about that today. You know, um, a lot of times I think 
God speaks something in our heart that we know we are to just start. But sometimes we can find ourselves making excuses like, okay, God, like, Mm -hmm. I know you want me to start this, but like, you know, I don't have time. You know, like you said, you're a mom and a wife and in ministry and all these different things. And so it's like, you know, we kind of play games with God in a way and we put off some things based on our schedule or our time. And nonetheless, like God is still knocking on the door of our heart saying, I want you to do this. And then not only does he want us to to do some things, but there also are timing for things that God wants us to start some things. Right. And maybe he's, you know, spoken that to different ones of us where he's like, in this year of this season, I want you to just start doing this. And you're, I guess, preparing for it to do whatever that is God's telling you to do at his specific time. Yeah. Um, So I want to, you know, ask you that, like, has there ever been a time when you knew that God spoke to your heart to just start something and maybe you did not start it? Absolutely. Um, If I'm being honest, I feel like I'm in that season now. Where, um, like I said, my dream was to be a wife and a mom. Yeah. And that dream has been my reality. And um, sadly, kids grow up so fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that the dream is over, but it's like you got to dream a new dream, girl. You already got your dream. Yeah. And um, it's really wild that that was the topic for today because that's exactly what he's speaking to my heart. Yeah. You know, I, um, I'm comfortable behind the scenes. Yeah. I can be comfortable on a podcast because Shishu and I having coffee, <laughs> um, drinking water and eating muffins. Um, that's real comfortable and fun for me. Yeah. I would, I'm the type that would rather clean the toilets of the church than be on the stage at the church. Yeah. And so, um, in the thing that, is growing in my heart. It's asking me to start something new. And of course, I don't want to do it just like someone else. Yeah, You know, I don't want to be a pastor's wife because I saw someone else do it this certain way. I want to do it the way he made me do it. Yeah, And, um, and so for me, it's not, I know I've done it in the past where I haven't started something he told me to. Yeah but eventually got around to it. Sure. I've been there, but just, I mean, right now in this season of life, he's asking me to start some new things. Yeah. And I am having to (laughs) currently um, be more obedient and press into that and be super uncomfortable um, doing it, you know? But this isn't the first time in life. It's just the most current time in life Yeah, that I haven't gotten to it quite yet of starting. Do you think that some of that, like you mentioned, has been because for so long, you know, your heart's desire was to be a mom, a wife, raise your kids, do those things. And so, like you mentioned, now that they are in a different, you know, state of, um, maturing and growing up, it's like now God's like you mentioned doing a new work, absolutely um, in you. But probably too that newness, it's new to you, but it's always been there. Abs. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, I was born 
with this call. Yeah. So it's always been there, but it's like you're saying excuses. It's like, I'm raising my kids now and he let me, you know, I'm sure he wanted me to step out of the boat a little sooner than I did. Yeah. But he, he's so kind and he works with us. Thank goodness. He doesn't give us one try because I would have failed a long time ago. But, um, no, I mean, I'm the type, I'm going to fall into the category of the children of Israel where it's like, it might not be, and I know this isn't as good as it could be, but it's what I know and it's comfortable. Yeah. And what we see in the children of Israel is it's like they're slaves, they're in bondage. And I'm not a slaver in bondage. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know what the promised land could be. <laughs> I really have a great life, I promise. No bondage here. No bondage. I'm not a slave, I promise. But but I see like Egypt is comfortable, you know? And God has given me glimpses of my promised land. I think all of us, we should at least have a vision for what life could be. Yeah. Um, But mine, the category I'd fall under is comfort. Yeah. I gravitate towards comfort and it's, you know, moving to Jackson, Mississippi. I I didn't say that I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Roll Tide. Um, (laughs) Born in Tuscaloosa. Um, But, you know, that was comfortable to me. All my family was there. Yeah. But here I fell in love with this man and moved to Mississippi. It was so uncomfortable. It was a really tough season. Sure. Um, because everything looked different. The yeah. only thing that stayed the same was my dog, Millie. <laughs> Literally, that's the only thing that stayed the same. Life just changed. But 15 years later, it's like, thank God he brought me here. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful. And so that season was uncomfortable. Sure. But now I'm living in my promised land yeah. where that was concerned. Well, now he's asking me to leave that comfort again and do something new. But on the other side of something new, I know it's always better. Yeah. But it's just walking in that wilderness time. Yeah. It's not fun. No. And it's not easy. It's not comfortable. Um, It's all new. Yeah. And my personality doesn't just crave adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say most people, if they're honest, don't really like or embrace new change, um, those kind of things. When you're talking about new things and comfort and getting uncomfortable, being comfortable, all those things, I think about a couple of months ago, there was a hashtag we did about comfort versus growth. Yeah. And I can remember like, even in my own life, different things that God has asked me to do, or like we're talking about today, just start where one, there could have been excuses that were made on why I can't do it, or I don't have enough money, or maybe it was fear or whatever was in that process. But I can remember the Lord saying, hope you can either continue to live the life that you're living and it be Mm -hmm. an okay, good life. Right. Or you can get uncomfortable and really challenge yourself to grow. Yeah. And that's what I think about, like, 
we can't stay in a place, anybody really can't stay in a place where it's just comfortable and expect growth to happen on its own. Absolutely. And like you were saying, the, the children of Israel were a prime example of that where, you know, we're like this too. Anything God asks us to do and to just start, it's going to require us being uncomfortable, but we've got to leave what's comfortable to embrace the new, which is growth. Absolutely. there's a work he's wanting to do. Um, in you, even though you already know what some of those things are that you're to yeah. start. Um, but even how that's going to be such a testimony and example to other people that maybe would even eliminate their excuses. Yeah. Um, just hearing what you're sharing with us today, how impactful that'll be to others. Like yeah. if she did it, I can do it. Right. Um, because you can't be both. You can't be comfortable and grow at the same time. <laughs> I so wish true. you could. I know. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. Man. But we can't. Um, it's and true. so out of that, you know, you're saying some different things that God's asking you to start. Um, and I know there's, we said that there's a timing for all of that and some things yeah. that God's spoken to your heart with that as well. What do you think, um, has maybe, I know you mentioned that some of it was with being a mom and being, having kids, but where you are, I guess, um, today in this season of just starting to do those things that God's already, like you said, called you to do from day one and birth within yeah. you, what are, what has in past held you back, I should say, um, from where you were just like not wanting to do it yet. Yeah. Can you share anything that, what that was like? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think I battled insecurity more than anything. You know, it's, um, if I had to relate myself to a character in the Bible, it would be David. I'm the youngest of five. My siblings are incredibly talented people um, and bigger personalities. And, you know, it just, when you're the youngest, yeah. it's like I was labeled the sweet one. You know, it's, it's oh, Peppy, she's the sweet one. <laughs> Hannah, she's, she's going to rule the world. And, and I was honestly comfortable with that. Like, yeah. I love that. That's who I want to be. Yeah. But, um, just like David, you know, God saw something in David he needed yeah. and that he could use. He yeah. can use everyone, but it seems like he has to like be real serious when he gets to people like me and David, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has to be this big yeah. dramatic moment. Yeah. And so I really was content just yeah. living my dream of being a wife and a mom and that's how I saw myself. Yeah. And I was happy there. Yeah. I never, Joel preached something in prayer recently, and it was, why do you want what you want? Yeah. Is it because you see it in someone else's life, or yeah. is it because it's a desire God's putting in you? Yeah. And it made me start thinking about my life. It's like, why do I want what I want? And why do I have what I have? Yeah. And I always want to be a wife and a mom because that's what I saw in my sister. Sure. And that was the only dream I dreamed. But God just really started speaking to me um, personally. Yeah. And my sweet husband is my biggest fan. <laughs> and so it was like, you are great enough. Yes. You're good enough. Yeah. And it's not that being a mom and a wife 
isn't good enough. It is, but it's like God can use your desires and the things you're attracted to for his glory. Sure. And it's like, quit just being a good wife and a good mom. Let that open up some, you know, paths for you to share with other women. Yeah. And it's not because you're a pastor's wife. It's because I need your passion to help someone else. It's like, if I will allow him to do that, Mm -hmm. then if I help one other mom see one thing she could do differently or a wife, like see something I do to my husband that inspires her to do that for her husband. Yeah. That's, that's worth it to open up my life where someone else can see something in me that could help them. Absolutely. And so I think I took a long walk around (laughs) your question. No, that's fine. But for me, insecurity was the thing that always held me back because I never saw that what I was doing was worthy of noting. Right. It was like, just let me do me. Yeah. And I'm happy there. So what do you think was the turning point of overcoming, um, you know, that insecurity? And and I'm sure like for all of us, there are different things that, you know, we, we have weaknesses or we see things in ourselves that can for sure be improved on. But is that something that you still like have to deal with in your, your mind and your heart? I mean, just things like that where you're like, okay, this is something I recognize. This is something that I know that even God has placed within me. But at the same time, I'm still dealing with this insecurity. But what was that pivotal moment you think um, in heading into a new decade and a new Mm -hmm. year of 2020 where you're like, okay, it's time to just start these things? Okay, so I have a long answer for this one too. (laughs) Um, But I'll I'll be really honest and tattle on myself to keep this more exciting and interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay. So yes, I still battle with, am I seriously good enough to think I should be an example? Yeah. Um, I don't deal with, I I mean, I don't have a problem with being humble. (laughs) I, I deal with the opposite of, you know, being more secure and okay, he can use this. Yes. Um, but, um, Gosh, it was several years ago, Joel finally pushed me out on the water, you know, like Peter stepping out of the boat, like, this is so scary, but he made me do Mother's Day Mm -hmm. by myself years ago. I was mortified. (laughs) I could not breathe. He had to do breathing exercises with me before I walked out on stage because I was like hyperventilating. <laughs> I'm like, why do I have to do this? <laughs> My dream did not involve this. You're touching it. <laughs> so um, he just really encouraged me. And I can't say in that season, it was like I felt God telling me to do it. Yeah. It was like, I know it will come one day and I know I'll have to do it, but I can be a procrastinator when it comes to stuff like that Uh because it's so uncomfortable. Um, But he pushed me, made me do it. Uh So I got that under my belt. I can't say it was a win, but I got it under (laughs) my belt. 
And then he said, okay, so every Mother's Day from here on out, you have to do service. I was like, oh my goodness, I agreed to one year. Yeah. But he, um, he so he has, you know, gently pushed me. Yes. And, you know, just like we said earlier, it's like I was comfortable yeah. uh, not doing Mother's Day, uh-huh. but now I'm used to doing Mother's Day. Yeah. So it's an easier flow. It's not hyperventilating. Yes breathing exercises before I go out, you know, I can actually have a normal conversation with someone. Um, so it's fun for me. I actually look forward to Mother's Day now. Yeah. But it was really at the, I would say middle of last year, again, in prayer on Wednesday, Joel was just saying, you need to get ready in this season. Um, you need to correct some things in this season. You need to prepare for the end this season because next season is harvest season. Yeah. And the thing that God spoke to my heart is not like financially, like plant all the seeds so you can harvest. It was yeah. sow into your spirit sure. because you need a harvest sure. there. And um, and so I started thinking about that. Well, at the same time, it's like a, the word says um, the enemy will come immediately yes. for the word that was sown in your heart. And this is weird. I can't say this is true, but this is kind of what it felt like. Uh But like a desire for another child started coming up. (laughs) And I was like, what in the world? That's out of the left field, you know? Joel felt the same way. Uh He started thinking about, do we want another child? I mean, our baby is really about to be in school full time. Um. And that desire started just really getting huge uh-huh. in me out of nowhere. Yeah. And so, you know, anything you talk about a lot, think sure. about a lot, you find yeah. possessing. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, mercy, we need to separate. Right. We, we need to stay away from each other because <laughs> we all know how babies are made. <laughs> That's <laughs> our next episode. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Um, but no. <laughs> So we decided, okay, let's quit talking about this desire and let's pray and see, is this God's idea or our idea? Like, so we separated, decided in August, we'll come back and talk to each other about what's in our heart. Well, it it wasn't Uh in our heart to do. That was all manufactured. And I started praying when I was praying about it in that season, the Lord almost gave me a vision of me being Lot's wife. Mm -hmm. And what we know about Lot's wife is that she was in Sodom. Yeah. And all she did was look back. Yeah. And that's when the sin was made. Yeah. That's when their whole family was never going to fulfill what God had for them because she was so stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. It's good. So... I I realized then that, um, you know, not knowing, being confident in my season was a mistake. So that's when I realized I need to know the season I'm in instead of living in the season of the past. Yeah. So that's just kind of what I deal with. Yeah, that's good. Um, You know, a while back, the Lord was speaking to me something very similar about, 
forgetting the past and moving mm-hmm. forward. And that's a common scripture we all know in Philippians. And yeah, I had always viewed that scripture as, you know, don't forget the bad things or yeah. your sin or your shame or regrets. And that part is true. But one day the Lord spoke to me and was like, hope the past is also good things. Yeah. He was like, the past could even be good times, good relationships, things mm-hmm. that were good in a season. But if you're going to move forward into what I'm calling you to do in the fullness of what yeah. I'm asking you to do, you've got to forget not just the bad. It's so good. But you've got so to forget true. the good as well yeah. to move forward. It made me think of when you were talking about Lot, you know, that that's a powerful line in itself that literally all she did was look back. Yeah. And everything that God is asking us to just start in our lives is going to require, like you were saying, obedience, um, but also a willingness to quit looking back and start moving forward and towards the direction and the plan that God has for our lives. Yes. Um, You know, kind of in closing, what advice can you give others that... You know, there's people out there that are like, hey, man, I've dealt with this. Or maybe it even was um, insecurity. Or maybe it's just like, hey, like, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, or I'm a single person. And I'm, there's some things rolling around in my heart that God has shown me, um, you know, at the end of last year that in this new season of 2020, I know without a doubt I am supposed to just start moving with this. Um, and that is a huge part of just starting is not just relying on God to make it happen. Yeah. Um, cause I think a lot of times people are like, God said this and God uh, spoke this. He's going to do it. Yeah. Right. A word was prophesied and you know, it's all up to God when in fact, when you go back and look at everything God did in any man or woman's life, that was great in the yeah. eyes of the Lord. For the plan that they had, like we said, it talked. It was about not just being comfortable, but stepping towards the growth part. But also, it was about not looking back and yeah. moving forward. But it was also about taking action. Yeah. And so many times, I think there are people that, okay, God said this. He, you know, He wants to do this in my life, or I know I'm called to do this. And we just wait, and mm-hmm. and there is a process to right. waiting. Yeah. And being patient because the Bible tells us, like, you got to be patient. Right. Um, there is a timing. But also, God is saying, you know, there are things that you are to start. But as I reveal that timing that I have mm-hmm. for it, on the downside of it, I need you to begin to prepare and yes. take action steps. So to all those listening, what can you tell them um, as they move forward to just start the things that God has put on their hearts what are some things that have helped you, even in January of 2020, um, that you have taken those steps that would encourage other people to? Yeah, Mark Batterson, I love this quote. He says, um, work like it depends on you, but pray like it depends on God. Yeah. And for me, that's been the difference maker. The first thing God dealt with me about was speaking negatively about myself. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we all know the saying, you have to love yourself before you can really love others. Yeah. And it's like, I am good enough. Yeah. Not because I'm so great, but because he made me. Yes. And it's like, start seeing yourself the way he sees you. Yeah. 
and how he sees you is found throughout the Bible. Yeah. I mean, he, he tells us he created me like no one else is like me and let God use that. Yeah. And I've always thought of Matthew 6.33 in a financial term. You know, we've all heard this scripture, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I kind of took this scripture this in this season of life um, for my life and my calling. And it's like, you know, Lord, as I'm seeking you, Mm -hmm. you're showing me. Yeah. You're laying beside me desires and dreams and callings. And I don't have to manufacture how to be a good pastor's wife. Yeah. I don't have to manufacture how to be a good mom or a good wife. Yeah. It's like, Lord, I know that if I seek you, you designed me, you created me. So you know me better than anyone. Yeah. You know what you called me for. Mm And so I'm just going to take time every day to seek you yeah. and ask you, what do you want me to do today? Yes. And when I'm presented with an opportunity that uh-huh. I don't know how to respond to, you know, there are many things that could come up sure. with that. Um, lead a Bible study yeah. or um, mercy, <laughs> do a girl's night. Everyone's doing girl's night. And it's like... <laughs> The okay. Pressure, I mean, right. Like we them. have to be as good as that. You know, our church is big enough where we've got to throw these huge things. It's like, but is that God's idea? Right. And so, and some of them are, we, we glean from others. We learn from others, but it's in line with what God is asking us to do. Right. Um, it's not getting a blueprint of what they did and manufacture it in our yeah. life. Right. Um, so for me, it's when I don't, when I come up against something, I don't know if I don't know what the next step is. I seriously pray in the spirit. Yeah. That's all I do. Cause I'm like, everything I need to know is in me. Yes. And it's just taking time to draw it out. Yeah. And we draw his wisdom out yeah. by praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I wish there was a formula, <laughs> but all of our stories and paths and callings are different. So there's not a formula, yeah. but there is an answer. And the yeah. answer is pray in the Holy Spirit till you know the first thing. Yeah. And then do it. It's so true. Just, just start. Yeah. Just start. start with the first thing you know to do. Yeah. And then do that and then pray in the spirit again, get step two and just start step two. Yeah. That's my answer. It's so good how a lot of times I think, you know, we think we've got to see the big picture or understand every aspect of it. And God is like, uh, even this something so profound, but simple that you said, God's like, just seek me. Yeah. If you'll just take time out of your schedule just to seek me at some point in time in the day for everybody it's different but just get before me then I'm going to show you those things yeah and sometimes the steps are like crazy stupid you're like what (laughs) like you want me to do it's backwards yeah like yeah this doesn't even make sense but yeah a lot of times it's not gonna make sense and we don't understand the process and the years and, and timing with everything that God's like if you will just show me that you're willing to take action and do yeah. this step, even though it seems insignificant right. or 
like pointless, small, and once as if you do this, then I'll show you the next step and the next step. And it's continued to move forward those action steps to accomplish the will of God that he has for us. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. God moves in steps and not miles. Yeah. And a lot of times we want to move in miles. <laughs> right. And I get another step. <laughs> Oh, so true. That's good. Well, Peppy, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today on Straight Talk with Hope. It was so fun. It was Thanks fun. for having me. Yes, absolutely. I so good. part of it. Me too. Um, Well, you guys, you guys are amazing. I want to end this session just by thanking all of our listeners. Um, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with others. If you enjoyed today's uh, episode, Strict Talk with Hope and our guest with Puppy Sims, I want to invite you to get it out there. Tune in and tell all your peeps about uh, the podcast. And I believe it's going to make an impact and a change not only in your life if you listen, but also in the lives of others. Just a few things to make mention as we close out. Um, some of you may know that um, we have an online Hope merch store. You can just go to my Instagram page, click on the link, and in the bio, it will take you directly to that link. Also, you can find me on social media platforms such as Facebook, um, even on YouTube. You can check out our website at hopelamberson.com for any other background information you would like to know. And remember, whatever you are faced with today, God sees you. He loves you. He has a plan for your life regardless of where you are in your life or what you've lost, that there is hope for you. We'll see you back here next month on Straight Talk with Hope. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Everybody have an amazing week.